Hi. <laughs> hey. So how's it going? Good, good. We're coming to you live from, well, me from my bedroom. Yeah, and me from my living room. <laughs> because these are the new recording studios slash quarantine studios. This is the new normal for this podcasts. Is, this is the new normal, right? <laughs> um, I'm good. I We just struggle a little bit to get, figure out part of the new normal is how do you record phone calls and separate audio from video and all kinds of fun stuff. So we're learning. Yep. Learning is good. <laughs> um. And I hear you have some good news for the people. Oh, that I broke my fever? <laughs> you broke your fever. <laughs> I broke my fever. You broke your fever. I've been so. battling it for like a week and it finally came down to normal. I, I double checked it twice today within three, like, like three hours apart and it was consistent. So huzzah. Yeah. So you are now immune. Well, I don't know that I'm not that that I don't have it or that I do have it or what because oh, it was just sick. It just said my, no. well, I don't know. My breathing is still pretty labored here and there, and I still have like a dry cough. So even if I don't have COVID, like I know I have something, you know. <laughs> mm. Okay. But, uh, well, we're sending you good vibes through the inner tubes. Thanks to help you heal because apparently there's no medicine for this. Not yet. Vibes are all we got right now, people. <laughs> <laughs> See, there I go again. I feel like, I don't know, I guess humor might be a coping mechanism slash if you don't laugh, you'll cry type of thing, you know? Well, sure. I get that. Yeah. And um, What about you? How's your week been? It's been long. Well, I don't know how long. I feel like I saw a meme. And, oh, maybe every episode is going to include a meme. Time for the meme. <laughs> <laughs> meme time. Meme time. Uh, it said something about welcome to day 672 of March or whatever. <laughs> and um, I'm obviously exaggerating. But, you know, the days are blending together when you're stuck at home. and Yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah. March has definitely felt like six months rolled into two weeks for sure. Yeah, it's been a bit of a roller coaster, and um, you know, you're just trying to hang on for the ride, but the ups and downs are sometimes a little turbulent and violent. But you're like buckled in, and you can't get off. And um, as I was telling one of my yoga instructors, it's like it seems like speaking of the new normal, which is maybe what the title of this episode should be. <laughs> they, um, you get off one roller coaster, and then they like rope you into another one. <laughs> Mm-hmm. you know as soon as you're done with one ride and I remembered last podcast I was trying to think of the three big things and what was it it was like January was nuclear war we were all on the brink of like global abomination and then the, the Australia fires were like February the whole month and then now we have COVID-19 so you know you just brace yourselves but I don't know. I outgrew roller coasters a while ago. It's like I want a gentler ride at this point. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I think I think the fun of roller coasters is that they are thrilling and you don't do them every day, right? And so like when every day feels like that, it becomes a problem. It becomes hard to cope with, I think, is the thing. Mm-hmm. 
Because, yeah. I mean, I still like roller coasters, you know? <laughs> I still like that that adrenaline and that heart-thumping feeling, just not when it's constant and I can't breathe on top of it. Okay, so this is, spoiler alert, it's not a big spoiler, but if you watch Always Sunny, it's one of the later seasons. Uh, have you caught up? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Well, spoiler to the people, but it's not a big spoiler. There's the episode where Dee is looking for... Um, just adrenaline-seeking behaviors, like she oh, wants that yeah. rush. <laughs> so she like is constantly looking for near-death experiences to feel alive. <laughs> it just made me think of that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, right. I think it, you know, it can be fun in the shorter term, but uh, you know, you want to get off and take a break. Right. Yeah. I read I read a meme today that said, or I don't know, it wasn't really a meme. It was meme like somebody. <laughs> it was like somebody screenshotted their tweet and then put it on Instagram. Um, but it was something okay, to the effect dis- of sorry like, to don't forget what you're gonna say, but we discussed this. If it wasn't a gif, it was a meme. You're right. That's right. <laughs> was that's it moving? Basically, if it's on Instagram and it doesn't move, it's a meme. There you go. <laughs> um, Actually, even some of the ones that do move are memes. I guess. I don't know, though. I can't think of a moving meme. I just posted one, so you need to go check it out. Okay. <laughs> well, now well, now you need to share with the audience your um, your handle on oh, Instagram. Oh, yeah. Real World Yoga. There you go. Follow Levine for all of your fire comedic content yeah. and the occasional workout post. <laughs> <laughs> it's an ever-changing evolution of things. <laughs> that come to me and it fluctuates from a meme account to inspiration to whatever the hell else I feel like posting. Um, not very classifiable, but also full disclosure, Levine is my uh, podcast name. What is it? What is it your, referred to? My cognito yeah, like name. Your, like your gnome, de, your gnome de plume or whatever. <laughs> Ooh, I don't know what that means, but it sounds fancy. <laughs> You're, it's, it's actually more like your nom de podcast, actually. Ah. Um, but <laughs> so actually, French. <laughs> you can follow him on for Instagram or on Instagram for like random things, and you can follow me on Instagram at palm underscore Jacques just to watch my slow descent into madness of like the things that I find funny. It gets more and more surreal as the quarantine goes forward. <laughs> like every day more like weirder things start to set me off into like a giggle fit that just makes no real sense you know <laughs> yeah okay but two things though one you've got to spell that and two, oh, aren't you private no oh no i haven't well, been a private account for a me. long time <laughs> gotta rack up them follows <laughs> So, uh, <laughs> God, we sound so thirsty right now. Yeah, well, tw- welcome to 2020. Oh, Everything, the world is online. <laughs> um, so, no, we'll put all that stuff in the liner notes. We don't have to waste time now. Spell oh, okay, things. I was going to say, people can contact us to even find out how to contact That's true. Us, yeah, but... we have an email address and we actually have a Twitter account now. So, yeah. you can tweet at us. Ooh. Yeah. That's news to me. Mm-hmm. Okay. Gianna's um, been busy. Gianna has been busy. And for a later episode, if you tune in and continue tuning in, if we all survive and keep recording, you know, goodness willing, mm-hmm. um, we'll have to get into the backstory of our, what did you call it? Our Palm de Cognito. Oh, our our Gnome de Podcast. Gnome de Podcast origin of where that, it came from. Okay. Yeah, we'll save that for an offline convo because I, to be honest, I can't remember where they came from. <laughs> I remember it vividly, and okay, it involves good. the beach. So Okay, good. So you'll you remind know, me, and then little... we'll tell that story. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Okay, okay, back to the thing I told you not to forget three minutes ago before I interrupted you. 
Oh, yeah, the meme was somebody's tweet that they posted on Instagram. And, yep, now I've forgotten it. (laughs) (laughs) You guessed it. (laughs) I take full responsibility. Let me see if I can jar your memory back. Um, We were talking about, oh, yeah, memes. And I was like, it's 560-some days into. Oh, right. That this is the closest us millennials will get to retirement. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> to feeling like we're in retirement because we're dream. all just like sitting around our houses not doing much you know and yeah, and like I'm... earning money if we if we're lucky enough to right but we're working from home most of us I, I shouldn't say most of us I, I don't know there's no number on that but yeah like I know I'm working from home I know you're sort of doing like moonlighting stuff from home yeah so uh, what does moonlighting stuff mean you'll fill me in later so wait okay. working from home if we are working from home though we're not really retired that yeah true but 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 the point i think the funny in that tweet was like this is the closest we're ever oh yeah 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 stay home and still work (laughs) (laughs) like you know what i mean like not having to get out of your pjs all day and like you know deodorant and bra optional basically is the way that i see it you know although the deodorant i had to keep putting on for my own sake (laughs) (laughs) you know those workouts can get sweaty that's fair and you don't live alone like i i live alone so this house is getting real musty in here (laughs) (laughs) um it's funny you mentioned retirement because i've become a farmer (laughs) (laughs) um i'm like gardening now so I listened That's to a cool. yeah I listened to the I think he pronounces it Rich Rawl podcast and one of the episodes someone shared with me and I forgot the doctor who's on there but he's talking about like uh, too much backstory here but pesticides and how they're destroying the world and he's been doing research for the past I don't know how many years and the best way he found that you can um, be healthier right mm-hmm. was to just start planting in your own backyard or in some pots in your porch or in your apartment. And so just being with the soil, having healthy living soil with that's pesticide free, you know, the, the bacteria um, fixes minerals and things. So whatever you grow, basically exploring and being with that soil, being part of mother nature, or at least close to it is really healthy for your immune system. So I was like, all right, I'm digging up, you know, the backyard, we're turning into a farm now. And um, what was interesting is that this, some of the research that that doctor that he was interviewing found was that, you know, COVID-19 started in China. And what came out of China was they looked at the, and I don't know how true this is or, you know, the details, but this is just what I heard from the podcast, was their, the people who died from it had an imbalance in their gut bacteria, so the microflora, right? And so I was like, oh, you need probiotics. And so what I heard maybe six years ago I don't remember how many years ago again from the same doctor and same podcast but it was like a much older episode was that the one of the best ways to and this is turning into a TED talk but one of the best ways to get good bacteria into your system or all over you right is just to be in nature to be mixing with the dirt and walking out and breathing the fresh air and the trees and all of that Um, and I remember explaining this on a yoga retreat that I went to one of my friends on the retreat a while back and she said oh so essentially we should just be eating dirt Um, and in some sense you should right because soil has good soil bacteria in it which is why root vegetables and things like cabbage are good and when you ferment it you know all of that is good for your digestive so I'll end the TED talk because you know I'm boring people with the details (laughs) but essentially 
you it's healthy to have it's healthy to eat healthy I guess is, is what that comes down to <laughs> wow deep thoughts deep thoughts <laughs> and so <laughs> Um, yeah, so three minutes into my spiral later, <laughs> eat healthy people, eat lots of fiber, lots of vegetables, you know, keep your immune system strong. You know, that's been an interesting byproduct of this um, particular, like, um, isolation mode, because I'm not going to the grocery store, and I've sort of halted my subscription of Home Chef boxes, which start back up again tomorrow, finally, woot woot. But for the last, like, couple of weeks, I've I halted those and I really only made like one trip to the grocery store and stocked up on stuff. And because of that, um, I've b- basically just been eating vegetables, like, cause I stocked up on like some bok choy, carrots, mushrooms, and cucumbers. And I've just been like finding different ways to incorporate those four vegetables into like whatever meals I'm making, you know? And so, like, I'm getting a ton more fiber than I think I usually do because normally, like, I'd have more carbs in my diet. Mm, no, no, no. That's, that's one of the real positive. So there's a lot of positives also yet to come because we're not even in the worst of it, according to what we hear. Um, so, you know, there I go again, always premising with, like, I don't want to, like, tout the good news before we've even entered the storm yet. Um, but definitely people are just even the fact that we're staying home and cooking, Right. Yeah, we were so far removed. Everybody was always ordering fast food and processed things. And now all of a sudden you're spending time in the kitchen. And, you know, I know it can be hard if it's one person doing it for a lot of people, but it's an enjoyable process if you're just kind of doing it for yourself and um, I don't know, choosing the things and selecting the spices. I've always found it um, enjoyable. And yeah. I'm, I'm glad people are sort of learning the art of cooking and getting mm-hmm. creative. Yeah, I mean, I sort of discovered my love for cooking around the time, like maybe like a year after I moved out. So like four-ish years ago, I would say, I learned that like I love being in the kitchen and I love just like having my music going or a podcast and like taking the time to meticulously like cut things and prep things and cook things and all that stuff. And now it's like heightened because not only am I doing all that stuff, I'm also like washing my produce with soap, which is like yeah. fun, you know, like that's a new layer of like being in the kitchen that I never thought I'd have. But um, but it's definitely like become my Zen moment. Like now, like my I feel like my day revolves around the two meals I'm going to have every day, which is like my breakfast at around one or two and then my dinner at around 730. Like like everything revolves around deciding what I'm going to have for those two meals and timing them and eating them in, on the couch, watching whatever I'm going to watch today, right, you know, right. like, as it should be. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> It's same. I've found myself not eating, obviously, as frequently. One, because I'm waking up way later. And yeah. two, because I just, I'm not as hungry. And so I'll have like two meals a day, maybe two big ones. Um, not snacking too much, but, you know, some desserts here and there. You got to keep, you know, you got to feed those emotions somehow. Right. Um, but I broke down and bought a box of Krispy Kremes today. So. Oh, <laughs> did you drive through it or you did No, like a I had them delivered. Situation? I had them delivered via okay. Krispy Kreme. And the guy was like wearing gloves and like he, he was like, he, you know, he kept his distance. There was like the no contact delivery thing. And I basically just brought them in, took them all out of the box and threw away all the packaging like right away. Um, yeah. 
But uh, yeah, I I had to. I've been like thinking about Krispy Kreme for like two and a half weeks now, and I have not had a single sweet thing since quarantine because I didn't yeah. stock up on anything. And I was just like, God damn it, I really want a fucking donut. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I can you know I understand because I was at I tried to go to the drive through maybe a week or so ago, and it was yeah. out the yin yang. And I was just like, this is into the street and it's too far. It's too long. Yeah. So then I went to McDonald's and you already know my McDonald's story. I gave you every detail over our friendly Zoom party. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) But I ended up with a not so great cookie is what happened. Um, So but then what I did is I did a target pickup of um, cake mix. And so, you know, have cake mix and like. You know, I'm substituting things and I can't, I don't do eggs anyway, but, um, you know, for people who don't have eggs, you can replace it with half a banana as an egg. So you mm. can put that in your cake mix. Yeah. Also applesauce. A- apple I've heard applesauce. Do you know how much egg. of, do you know how much of applesauce is one egg? Uh, I don't know off the top of my head. Okay, there there but... was like one recipe I knew that called for that and it said that in that recipe and then I didn't commit it to memory. Yeah. But I think maybe like couple teaspoons probably for one egg yeah. or, or sorry, tablespoons, you know? Yeah, it's Googleable. Totally. And um, a, a lesser known one is actually flaxseed meal. So if you have like oh. flaxseed, it's not as great or sweet or mushy, but sure. what you do, and I forgot the proportions, but again, Google it. They, you put it in a cup with water, mm. however much the amount is, and you put it in the fridge. And I don't know if you ever used flaxseed, but and then it's it kind congeals of like a bit. Yeah, it turns into like a pudding. A yeah, pudding consistency, and then you use can use that. that. That's not um, bad. So there's another, and it's healthy because it's again. There we go with the fiber. Yeah, fiber, baby. That's yeah, the name of the game. Fiber. Well, we really are retired old people now, aren't we, millennials? Well, but also it's, I think it's funny because like, you know, people started hoarding like toilet paper and stuff. And and I never really like, not that I don't, not that I didn't understand why I understand people's like paranoia and stuff, whatever. But like the, like the irony is, is like the more fiber we eat, the more toilet paper we're going to (laughs) need. So like good on the people that stocked up, I guess. I don't know. (laughs) Well, so let's get into the whole bidet talk once we're done with the food talk. Oh, that's okay. Um, that's right. But no, no, no. I just because I want to get into it, but I have one more piece of food talk that I want to yes. separate from talking about. Sure, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I think I don't think most people are eating a lot of fiber. I, 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 you know, I stay away from superlatives. I should also stay away from making yeah. all kinds of assumptions. But my point was just that people are stocked up on um, canned goods and dried goods, right? Because they last longer. So you'll go to the grocery store and this is not all the grocery stores, but you know, some of them, the ones I've been to one or two will have a whole lot of produce. Mm -hmm. Um, And you, because it's, you know, it's more, it's perishable. It doesn't last as long. So I don't see people stocking up on salad because you can't keep it. Right. Um, So I don't know that everyone's having a lot more fiber. And on that note, we are brought to you by (laughs) fiber, fiber, get yours. (laughs) In a post-apocalyptic grocery store near you. Ooh, the post-apocalyptics would be an amazing <laughs> band name. An all-female band name named the post-apocalyptics. Now that's Ooh. fire. I feel like what, that already exists, though, right? And what is... No. 
Lipsticks? I don't think so. The post-apocalyptics. I feel like that's an amazing name for an all-female band. I mean, I agree, but I don't think it exists. All right. Well, now it does because I just it willed it into existence. All right. Got it. You heard it here first. <laughs> um, so, yeah, bidets. <laughs> <laughs> I've never so, had the pleasure. I don't know. <clears throat> I've never had the displeasure, and I don't want to know. <laughs> it always kind of grossed me out that there's, like, water slash dirty water coming back out of the toilet and shooting up at me. It's not dirty water. What do you mean? I mean, the spout itself is there under the seat. And, you know, there's all kinds of bacteria. Um, I don't know. It's just weird to me. But, um, you know but how... I mean, you would clean it the way you clean your toilet. <laughs> that's true. But between cleanings, what happens? You're not cleaning your toilet every time you use it. Yeah. But, you know, stuff I mean, splatters on it. Yeah. But the same concerns for the bidet would be or should be your concerns for the toilet. Oh, they are. <laughs> okay. Well, all right. <laughs> um, so you know how Instagram and whatever all the social medias will. There's two types of um, advertisements that you'll get. You know, sponsored posts, uh-huh. and it's either like eerily specific. We read your mind, and this is what you just thought word by word in your right. head. Or like this is what we're blasting everyone with. Uh-huh. So what is what is one of the things they're blasting everyone with because there's no toilet paper? Oh, they're trying to pe- sell people on bidets? They are trying to sell people on not not a whole bidet because they know no one has a job. And even when we did, some of us couldn't afford to have a separate bidet. Huh? <laughs> um, but there's like a, a bidet toilet seat, which is even a little bit extra. Oh, right. But now I'm seeing you install it in your under your toilet seat. So it's like a little pipe thing that hooks up uh-huh. to the water line that's already on your toilet uh-huh. and it goes under your seat you know you screw it up pop off the screws pop it back on and uh-huh. um and then you it's like a little valve so you turn the valve on and it just squirts water yeah and um so that's been that's pretty you know, neat it's pretty nifty yeah it's creative and i don't know it it's seems, an option. it seems like it wouldn't be like a permanent solution though like I feel like that's like you're probably asking for some sort of water pressure issues there down the line, right? Like with your toilet. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, did you say water pressure? Is it because it cut off? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Water pressure. Um, so I don't know. It's not like the water runs out. It's just a pipe. No, I know. Goes... But, I, but I'm saying like I think having that extra mechanism diverting the water and everything like could lead to problems right with your plumbing eventually maybe I don't know I'm kind of making it up but yeah no I feel like it'd be fine maybe that little device will wear out or something but yeah that's you know, true it's just it's the water water's either going into the tank or into the little squirter and it just yeah I guess so but anyway so I've been getting hit with and I'm sure we all are getting <laughs> hit with a lot of those I have then, not and- seen that Oh, maybe it is reading my mind. <laughs> no, but you know what, though? Now I will. I bet now I will. Uh, you're welcome. <laughs> and all of our though, listeners also... will, too. <laughs> but also, in in all fairness to Instagram, I guess, or me, I don't know, but, like, I don't spend a ton of time on my Explore page. I'm usually just mostly in my main, like, home page on my feed or in my stories. So I'm probably not seeing a ton of the targeted ad content anyway. Well, first question, how do you do that? Because IG is addicting. I don't know. I don't, I don't really understand. Like I don't just that tabs or that 
clicking on that little search icon like just doesn't occur to me when I'm on Instagram. Oh, like... keep keep it that way. <laughs> uh, but the second point was the ads come up on the regular page. Yeah, they do, but they're fewer and further between. I don't even think they come up at all on the Explore page. I know uh, they, I, only I, come they up definitely on come up. Oh, on the Explore page, you're saying they don't come up? Yeah, I don't think so. Oh. I could be wrong. I don't know. Anyway, that's neither here nor there. That's true. But, um, yeah, I've been getting hit with a lot of just fire different kinds content. of fire bidet content. <laughs> and, you know, and it's like stuff people have recorded in their home, quality oh, type, God, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> And like and the, just the visuals like here's this peach with a little bit of chocolate on it yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well I mean it's the age-old question right like how do you market toilet paper like nobody wants to talk about that right and so right. they had to invent cartoon bears to sell us toilet paper like you know like or little it, puppies <laughs> right like it, you know it's an it's an awkward conversation at best and then when it's being like used to sell you something it's even it's even like cringier sometimes you know so yeah you know you gotta everybody... you gotta take it where you can get it i guess yeah but everybody needs to read the books that i haven't read that i've heard of called everybody poops <laughs> oh like the children's book yeah so <laughs> we can all you know break the stigma and the shame around going oh. to the loo oh my god speaking of children's books Tommy DePaola died yesterday. I'm, I don't know if I'm pronouncing his name right. It's like Tommy DePaola. But um, he was the author of the Strega Nona books that I grew up on as a kid. And um, and he passed away yesterday. And it, like, definitely, like, my heart broke a little bit. Like, I didn't know it. Like, like, like I hadn't thought about him in forever. And I certainly, like... You know, it's it's not like I have like those books still lying around my house as like memories or whatever. But as soon as I saw the news, like I like I shed a little tear. I was like, oh my god, that's a piece of my childhood that just died. You know. So I none of that rings a bell. What were his? Was there a theme to his books? I, like, so I haven't so, heard of so it. So the Strega Nona story is it's a translation of Grandma Witch. She's like this grandma who has like this magical pot that she cooks things in and she has this um I think it's like her sidekick or something who kind of like fucks shit up for her you know and like and it's just it's it's you know just like a little like children's story um and I believe that there was like a whole series of them but like the main one was the one that was called Stregagnona and um and I'm pretty sure it's like Italian um you know listeners can fact check me on that but um yeah, so I don't know. It was just like it's it, it's one of the books that my mom picked up for me when I was like first learning how to read, you know, as like a I guess two or three year old or whatever. Like that one, the one about the the caterpillar, like the very hungry caterpillar. Mm, okay, um, so that one I know. The one about like if you give a moose a muffin, or the um, chicka chicka boom boom books, mm, you know. Another one, okay. Like, okay, the, so like, I guess like I did know. that's like of that era and of my childhood where I had this like collection of books that were like my books, you know, and like that was yeah. one of them. And so like he always will, he always like will have a special place in my heart. And I was like, and that news just popped up on my feed randomly, like I somebody I don't follow, I guess reposted or I don't know how that came up on my feed on Facebook but I was like oh my god this is very sad um 
But anyway, I guess people are just going to keep dying, right? Like, it's just like it's just, just another year for celebrity deaths. It just sucks that we're all in quarantine on top of it. Well, for celebrity deaths, I think it's just there's the more deaths, obviously, because of what's going on. And that's the sort of horrific part. Um, but I, children's books have a special place in my, all of, I don't know, all our hearts. But just stuff that happens to you in your childhood in general, good or bad, yeah. sticks with you. And it shapes you. And I think children's, a lot... Again, there I go. It's sort of, it's not a superlative, <laughs> but it's an, you know, exaggerate. I don't know. Some right. children's movies, many of which I've seen, um, <laughs> have really deep messages. Yeah. And I don't know that I caught it as a kid, but now as an adult who's quarantined at home watching Disney Plus. <laughs> because as, as we all are. Right. And reliving my childhood. It's like. Well, some of it is like, what were they showing us kids? <laughs> um, and some of it is like, wow, that's like a deep, deeply powerful message. And a common element that I find in Disney movies is like, um, just, you know, follow your heart, be who you are, be true to yourself. Like all of these messages that I never got as a kid and now as an adult, I'm like, you know, that is your soul does want to do what it wants to do. And you should listen to that little voice and you know, it's it's interesting. They're really deep. Um, and children's books as well as one of my favorite children's book authors, I actually learned about in college when I took a children's literature course. Fun. And um, I, again, I don't know if I'm pronouncing the name right, name right but it's Kate DiCamillo, DiCamillo. Mm-hmm. And she's one of the books I think she's very well known for is The Tale of Despero. Oh, and, Yeah. Yeah, which is also, you know, a movie. It's a cartoon movie and or an animated film. And then she has some lesser known ones that I chose to read as follow-ups because once I realized how good that one book was talking about how lightness is, you know, light is more powerful powerful than darkness and life is not about, like, hate. And it just, it, there were such things in there that, like, really moved me emotionally yeah. um, that I read some of her lesser known ones called The Tiger Rising, I mean, another real emotional book, um, The Magician's Elephant, real tearjerker. And I'm not even one to be like easily emotionally moved. And that's not Mm -hmm. something I'm saying is a good or bad thing. I'm just saying it was what it was, especially when I was reading it years ago in college. And I mean, it just it made me feel some things. And so I'm thinking kids are reading this like elementary school kids are reading this powerful stuff. So Uh, some authors probably just like the one you're mentioning. If only I, I hope that children are still reading. I don't know. You don't really see that, you know, but I, but I guess you wouldn't, right? Like people aren't going to share on Instagram their kid reading, you know, like, no, I don't know. I, I mean, they also don't share reading. on Instagram that their kids on their, you know, iPad, but we know that that's what's happening. Yeah. Um, but I, I would hope, you know, especially as an educator, I would hope kids still read. And I know they, they at least in schools, they're still being asked to read. Right, 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 right. <laughs> yeah. But I think, you know, like, I don't know that it's part of, I, I, I think it's part of the curriculum, you know, as you get older, like once you start writing essays in fourth grade or whatever, you know, like, or like book reports and things. But like for the little kids, for like the three, four year olds who are just like, you know, that's like, that's where you're at your most impressionable and you're such a sponge. And like, you know, I feel like your appetite could be so voracious if you had the opportunity, you know? Mm. Um, and so I, I do hope that that is 
like still a thing. Cause for me at that age, I loved reading. Like I, all, all I wanted to do was read, you know? Mm-hmm. I, I know. think, yeah, I, I, again, I don't have the answer, but I, I know yeah. some, at least some kids are reading. <laughs> um, <laughs> good, I've good, 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 <laughs> good. And, um, but and isn't it in the Charlie and the Chocolate Factory where he, in in the book, he talks about what did kids do before television and, all this other stuff and video mm-hmm. games, you know, they would sit and they would read and they would like mold their brains and, mm. you know, they would keep their minds active and, you know, I'm not, de- I'm not knocking screen time. And I think especially now as we're all trapped at home and we're not accustomed <laughs> to being, you know, and it's, it's a, it's a coping mechanism or it's an entertainment thing and, you know, it's there, but yeah. it also turns your brain off. Right. And yeah. so everything within reason, you don't want to always turn your brain off. Sometimes you want <laughs> stimulation and thought-provoking things and, um, you know, not just, like, absorbing. Which I guess reading could also be considered absorbing. Yeah. I absolutely think that reading is considered absorbing. Hmm. So we should be writing is what you're telling me. Oh, I see what you're saying. That that you don't always just want to be absorbing, that you need to be creating as well. Well, I guess that's not exactly what I was saying, but sure. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what I was trying to say. I was just trying to differentiate between like TV really turns your brain off, where at least reading makes you think. I see. Well, I think, yeah, it's more of like an active um, hobby for your brain than right. just watching TV or whatever. Right, right, right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, should we maybe wrap this up? I think so. Cool. So um, That's going to do it for this one. I guess we'll just keep pumping these out as much as we can. And uh, if people want to get in touch with us, all that I'll put all that info in the liner notes. Good. Go with that. All right. Cool. Uh, well, until next time. Talk to you later, my friend. It's been real. (laughs) Bye. (laughs) Bye.